the new moon coming up on Sunday, June 18th at 12.36 a.m. Eastern Time. So over the night of Saturday, June 17th into Sunday, June 18th, we'll be in Sidereal Gemini in the Nakshatra of Murgashira, which marks a good time to really fearlessly chase after your dreams, enjoy the journey, enjoy the pursuit of going after what is meaningful to you in your life, and a time to not quit five minutes before the miracle, so to speak, especially with all of this retrograde energy that we have going on with Saturn retrograde starting the day before, or really kind of the day of, during the peak of the new moon. Depending on your time zone, Saturn will go retrograde. We have all of these retrograde energies that I covered last week on the podcast, and then this new moon in Gemini. We'll talk about all of the astrological archetypes of sidereal Gemini. It's really the same as, you know, the signs don't change that much between Western and Vedic astrology, but FYI, you are listening to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook, and I am a Vedic sidereal astrologer and a yoga teacher using the Vedic system of astrology, which uses the sidereal zodiac. So the signs are similar, the signs of like Gemini, Aquarius, whatever, all these signs pretty much parallel well across the two systems of Western astrology or just astrology to most people that are in the U.S. and and have never like heard of the different systems. Um, You know, for a lot of folks, it's just all just astrology. So anyway, the signs are similar. The zodiac is just shifted a little bit using the sidereal zodiac versus the tropical zodiac, which is what Western astrology uses. And the sidereal zodiac is closer too astronomically accurate. It's still not exactly perfect. And that's something that I have detailed over on, I think it's episode 11. Like it's an early one of the science of light podcast. It's titled like astronomy versus astrology or something like that. It's a fun episode. If you want to dive more deeply into that, I also have an article on my website. What is Vedic astrology? If you want to study more about the differences, but the important point here is that this new moon is happening in Sidereal Gemini, which means in the night sky, it's the moon will be in the sign of Gemini at the time of the new moon. To some folks, that doesn't matter. I think it's nice. And we'll talk about astrologically what that means. That is partially informed by astronomy. So that's why I spent some time talking about it. The astronomy helps inform the archetypes of, of how we derive meaning for any of these astrological concepts. And then we'll get into yoga practices and journal prompts for this new moon, how you can like build a new moon ritual with yoga prompt, yoga prompts, yoga practices and prompts for your reflection for the new moon. And that's what a yogi scope is. So welcome. I'm glad you're here. Welcome back if you've been around. So this new moon is happening in Gemini over the night. So depending on your time zone, it could be late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. The important part is that it's over this weekend, if you can find some time between like Friday and Monday to do some kind of intentional um, practice to kind of lay low, get in touch with your spiritual practice, set intentions for the upcoming lunar cycle, because at a new moon in general, the moon is in the same sign as the sun, which means it's on the same side of the earth as the sun. Fun fact, did you know that we, you know, the reason there's like the man and the moon or whatever, like the moon does not rotate. So it goes around earth 
and we always see the same side. So that's a fun fact. Anyway, when the moon is on the same side of the earth as the sun, what that means, also the moon doesn't have a light source of its, its own. It only reflects the light of the sun. And so on a full moon, the moon is on the opposite side of earth as the sun. It's as They're as far away from each other in our night sky as they can get. That is marks the peak of the full moon. The entire surface of the moon that is visible to us is reflecting the light of the sun. And then at a new moon, the the moon is reflecting, or at least the side that we see, is reflecting none of the light of the sun. So it's a dark moon, which is sort of analogous to like a seed that has been planted. Or since the moon only gets its energy from reflecting the light of the sun, when the moon is new, when it's not reflecting any of the light of the sun, that's like the beginning of a cycle. And so also, the moon is considered a benefic planet in Vedic astrology, meaning it is more likely to give good results when it's in the waxing phase. So when it's going from new to full, it's just overall considered a better time, especially for sort of our emotional state. And so that like mindset piece will really impact like how we're showing up if we can have a better mindset. And then when we're moving from full moon to new moon, that phase of the lunar cycle, the moon is considered malefic, like it might give worse results uh, when it's waning. And it's overall just like a time of, of shedding and turning inwards. And so the new moon, any new moons, marks this beginning of a cycle. And so we to look at like what cycle might be, be beginning in your life or where you might set the intentions around, you want to look at what the sign of Gemini represents, which we'll talk about. We'll talk about what the nakshatra, the lunar mansion. So nakshatras sort of function similarly to signs. I also have an article about that on my website if you're curious to learn more. It's always linked in the show notes in the description of the video if you watch on YouTube. Um, but it, the nakshatras will just give us another layer of detail. And then you would also want to look where the sign of Gemini falls in your birth chart to know specifically what area of life is being impacted by these energies that we'll talk about here on the podcast most for you based on your chart. And there's a couple ways you can go about that. You can go to my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart to get your birth chart. There is a handy free worksheet there to help you understand it. Or you can jump in the membership where I just tell you based on your rising and moon signs, which you'll still need your chart for that to know which one to look at. But based on that, you can look at like I'll tell you what area of life is being impacted, what to be on the lookout for, do's and don'ts, that kind of stuff, personalized for you. So the overall energies of moon in Gemini are, um, so let's, let's, I always like to talk about like the reasons why before I just tell you the, the energy. So Gemini is an air sign ruled by Mercury. And Mercury is the fastest moving planet of all of them other than the moon. So the moon changes signs about every two and a half days. Mercury changes signs every like three weeks to a couple of months, depending on retrogrades. So, but the average for Mercury being about just shy of a month in a sign. So that's like why I say that the astronomy matters too, looking at how quickly Mercury moves through the zodiac signs, how quickly it moves, um, around our night sky 
gives Mercury this quality of quickness, like quick thinking, being like quick on your feet. Um, witty is like maybe another word that would be used to describe Mercury and also the sign of Gemini because it's ruled by Mercury. And so the moon being the sign that represents sort of like our mind and emotions, our more like internal state. So Mercury is the mind as in like the thinking mind, the intellectual mind. Moon is the mind as in like uh, your experiential emotional mind. And so both of those things matter towards like our mindset, right? Um, but Moon in Gemini specifically gives qualities of like creative thinking, quick thinking, which so that can be a good thing or a bad thing. Like quick thinking on your feet is a good thing. It can also give this energy of being a little bit like maybe like quicker to act on your emotions or having this quality of like confusion because of thoughts being all over the place. So be on the lookout for that at this new moon. With that said, let's talk more deeply about the nakshatra where the new moon is occurring because like I mentioned, the nakshatras are going to give us like an extra layer of depth and give us a little bit more detail and provide like some more specifics and, and things that we can derive the meaning from. And um, that's also where we can consider our yoga practices and journal prompts, how this, this energy is really working on our lives through the study of the nakshatras. So Mergashira is the nakshatra where this New moon is happening, so Mergashira bridges from Taurus to Gemini. So it, it is encapsulated some in both of the signs. And what I notice is that, so some nakshatras are completely within a sign because signs are like 30 degrees, nakshatras are like 13 and some change. And so sometimes a nakshatra will be completely within a sign because they're smaller than signs. Sometimes they overlap because they don't, you know, they're not equal, if that makes sense to the signs they're not like a number that divides evenly into the signs degrees if that makes sense so this one bridges over two signs sometimes when a nakshatra is completely within one sign it is like a deeper expression of some quality of that sign's energy there's overlap there when a nakshatra is over two signs we can see qualities from both of the signs. And so remember, while this new moon isn't happening in Taurus, the moon is exalted in Taurus, moon qualities and Taurus qualities go together really well is the point I'm hoping to make there. And so because this nakshatra bridges both the signs Taurus and Gemini, it has some of the qualities of both. And it is ruled by the moon or the it's not ruled by the moon, it's ruled by Mars which is interesting. We'll talk about that in a moment, what that sort of means. But the deity for this nakshatra is Chandra or Soma, which is the moon. So the deity of Chandra is the moon in like personification, the deity form. So that's good. Um, but the characteristics of Mergashira, it's symbolized by a deer head. And there's a story, um, about how like the some deities were fighting over some stuff. I don't really feel like getting into the story of it right now unless you're curious then please ask me and I'd be happy to talk about it. But um basically Mergashira was like 
a deity being chased through the woods. And this lends itself to the quality of, you know, the thrill of the chase is like a good way to describe Murgashira energy. There's some element of um, Murgashira energy being like, like I was mentioning also with that moon and Gemini sort of quality of like, um, like quick moving, quick thinking, but also maybe not quite being satisfied with stillness or with like reaching the destination. Um, this idea of sort of like maybe wanting to quit right before the miracle happens, right? Or something like that, or like getting bored with something when you reach it. That's a little bit of the quality going on with this new moon. And that's kind of, uh, I mean, it's typical for this time of year. We like, we have retrograde seasons like this time of year. This is also when the sun is moving through this part of the sky. There's just things that we see happen sort of similarly every year. So, um, with all of that stuff in mind, the ruler being Mars, Mars is very like action oriented. Um, this being like in an air sign, bridging over an earth and air sign, the nakshatra, uh, having this connection to the deer. So the deer has like an earthy quality. Deer also have like very sort of like feminine nature to them, like soft and, um, that kind of stuff, like lending towards the Taurus qualities basically. Um, but then having the ruling planet of this nakshatra be Mars, there is this energy of like chasing, uh, like gentleness of the deer, charming, like being gentle and tar charming, but also having sort of mental dexterity is one way to describe what I was, especially what I was talking about with moon and Gemini qualities, like this idea of um, being quick thinking, right? Maybe able to comprehend more complex topics because of that sort of mental dexterity and quick thinking. Um, and then this action-oriented quality because of Mars being the ruler. But then there is also a tendency to sort of overextend oneself with the um, sort of like Moon and Murgashira energy or becoming restless. Um, so basically, the overall energies with Moon and Gemini and the Nakshatra of Murgashira are like curiosity, movement, chasing dreams, enjoying the thrill of the chase, um, and then being a good time to harness that like driven and self-motivated and action-oriented qualities of the Nakshatra of Murgashira. Um, but then watch out for being too restless or being fickle because that's a quality of Moon and Gemini is sort of like a fickle mind, like um, having this maybe like wanting to quit too soon before like, um, I don't want to say not having the stamina, but getting just like bored of something or especially a big quality of Murgashira is like getting bored of something once like once that thrill element of the chase is is no longer present, either because you've gotten there or like reached some challenge, whatever, and just like getting bored and, and quitting, that's also heightened by this retrograde energy. This um, like retrograde energy is, is presenting challenges perhaps. So just be really careful with this new moon, especially if you're setting intentions around the new moon of like, 
what you want to achieve or accomplish because that's often what we do at a new moon. Just be careful not to like just choose something totally out of left field or like go down a completely new path. Like now, especially with all this retrograde energy, is a time to double down on what's working, uh, get sort of more back to basics, uh, watch out for being too fickle and wanting to quit things just because they get hard or they're like no longer mentally stimulating. Um, but then with that said, it's a good time to sort of be mentally stimulated and harness that energy of uh, action and and the mental stimulation. So how can you do that with your yoga practice? Perhaps back bends to channel this sort of lightheartedness of, so Murgashira also has some energy of like lightheartedness, think like a deer kind of bounding and they just seem really light on their feet and, and people think of like frolicking like a deer. Can you bring in some of that um, lighthearted frolicking energy? And then also Backbends are still indicated because of having Mars and Venus in Cancer, which I talked about on its own separate episode, sort of bringing this like heat around the heart space and opening through the heart chakra um, can be really good right now all month long, really. But then also, again, for this um, new moon to channel lighthearted energy um, and then some pranayama if air element is high, if you feel like you're experiencing a lack of focus, um, pranayama, like restrict that air energy, restrict the flow of air in some way, control the flow of air. Almost any pranayama would be fine. Um, it's going to depend on other stuff you have going on, might indicate like what exactly you would want to choose, but just doing any kind of pranayama practice would be helpful for this new moon, especially if you're experiencing that lack of focus. Like, you can't go wrong with Nadi Shodhana. Almost, that can benefit almost anybody. It's hard to think of a time where Nadi Shodhana would be contraindicated, as in, like, you shouldn't do it. So if you can't think of something, stick with that, the alternate nostril breathing. And then also, restorative yoga could be good to soothe the nervous system if you do feel some element of restlessness or stretching yourself too thin, can you tap into that gentle energy of Murgashira, tap into that softer side through your yoga practice? Even better if you could do like a restorative um, backbend focused practice would be perfect. So your journal prompts for this new moon. First of all, sometimes this is often Sometimes I'll say, consider your balance. Like, where do you fall on the spectrum between two things? And first one being focus versus new pursuits. Are you sort of always trying to do something new? Or do you focus on something so much until you get in a rut with it? And can you sort of find a balance there between focus on what's working, especially with this retrograde energy? Tune into that episode if you want to hear more about that. Details, specifics about how to do that or new pursuits because at a new moon we might be setting intentions for new stuff but with all the retrograde energy I would say try to focus on maybe finding new ways to approach the challenges presented by more longer term pursuits if that makes sense rather than going totally out of left field and choosing a, a completely new pursuit just examine where you typically fall on the balance there and then also, 
reflect on your balance between stability or flakiness. So like, do you lean so hard into that lightheartedness and want craving spontaneity and freedom that you experience the tendency to be flaky, experience lack of stability, or do you tend to be so stable and routine that you have a hard time um, with spontaneity, with lightheartedness, with when your um, plan gets off track. So can you examine the balance between that lightheartedness and stability where you fall on that spectrum on average? And does something need to change? Maybe not, right? Maybe you're okay. Just reflect on it. Um, and then next, what strategies can you implement to focus your thoughts and make decisive actions? What already works well for you and how can you do more of that? So one of the sort of qualities of this new moon can be some element of indecisiveness. So can you, with all the retrogrades and stuff, double down on what is working well for you and do more of that and, and try to tap into and harness decisiveness and focus? Next question are what topics or areas of interest are you drawn to further explore? Because that's another, this nakshatra, this uh, new moon is a good time to use that mental energy to put it to good use by studying, by learning. So how can you expand your knowledge and gain a deeper understanding of subjects that are intriguing to you? That would be a good use of the energy, especially if you're experiencing some indecisiveness. Can you just go down a rabbit hole of studying something that you've been wanting to study. And then can you be mindful of restlessness and a tendency to quit prematurely? How do you cultivate patience and perseverance? Or how can you cultivate those things during this lunar cycle? Like in what ways can you lean harder into patience and perseverance and, and cultivating some of those qualities of enjoying the journey, enjoying the chase, enjoying the way there and knowing that the fulfillment you're seeking might not be in the destination. Can you cultivate some element of patience, perseverance, and enjoying the journey, enjoying the ride, enjoying the chase, making that the most fun part for yourself? And then last, how can you infuse more lightheartedness and joy into your daily life? So that's all the yoga practices and journal prompts for this new moon. I hope you have a beautiful upcoming lunar cycle, setting your intentions for, you know, how you're going to double down on chasing after your goals and enjoying the journey. I'd love to see you join us at our uh, summer solstice practice and quarterly goal setting next week on Wednesday, the 21st. You can come join us there. We'll look more in depth. We'll kind of look back over the past quarter astrologically, check in with how those things felt like they landed in your life, which will help your study. We'll look more deeply into the astrology of the upcoming quarter and have some goal setting and a special solstice yoga practice that you can grab the recording of all of this. If you can't make it live, it's all in the membership. So please remember to keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars and stay in the light. Thanks for being here. Take care until next time.